Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love having on the program. The one and only Kaplan, uh, he is a business attorney extraordinaire and uh, really one of my favorite people to go to when it comes to talk about all levels of government, federal, state, and local. Um, he brings so much to every single conversation. I'm, I'm a fan of uh, both his work and his thoughts. Uh, Leave real quickly a little bit about your law, your, uh, law firm and your best website for people to get more information. As of January 1st, I'm a partner in a new law firm called Murphy Ball Stratton. And, uh, of course, we can be found at Murphy Ball, uh, I'm sorry, mbssmartlaw.com, mbssmartlaw.com. I'm a partner in this new firm. It's uh, smaller than my prior firm where I had wonderful experiences, and we intend to handle much the same kind of litigation, trials, appeals, arbitrations, occasional amicus briefs, uh, some pro bono matters, white-collar matters, things that come in the door that, uh, our lawyers feel competent and interested in handling. Yeah, very interesting. Let's get into our topic today, which we're going to talk about uh, the, whether or not Trump should be allowed to stay on balance, what, how the courts should weigh in on this issue, or more importantly, how they will weigh in. I, I mean, I can have all the fantasies I want, then there's reality. And uh, frankly, I think that's part of uh, former President Trump's struggle is that he's got something weaved in his mind how things should be, and then he's constantly rubbed now against reality. And boys, frankly, he never seemed to ever have <laughs> toward being president. And uh, so you've got the case in Colorado and the case in Maine, both of which have uh, de- uh, declared he will not be on the ballot in uh, either state through different channels. Uh, one of them was through the Supreme Court, and uh, they relied on the uh, 14th Amendment of the Constitution, which addresses insurrection as a reason why someone cannot hold office. And then many was done through the Secretary of State. In fact, I'm, I'm less comfortable with the main process, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, she being a Democrat, it did seem a little more arbitrary, uh, but she used the same argument, the 14th Amendment. And so now, because of all this, uh, they're moving fast-tracking uh, having the Supreme uh, way the Supreme Court way in U.S. Supreme Court uh, moving very quickly. Uh, and in fact, February is what we're hearing because it's so urgent. And uh, so it's a very, very interesting topic. Uh, all the Republicans universally believe that the voters should decide whether or not he he should be on the ballot. And uh, which you know, to me, I'm like if someone's broken broken the law. You don't want lawbreakers on the ballot uh, any more than you want his papers, according to the Republican narrative about illegal immigrants. And so um, to me, I find it very interesting. For them, it's a matter of pragmatic essentialism. They can't survive politically, I guess, by being on, quote, the wrong side on this issue. But to me, it's kind of a a no-brainer. So I gave a thought there. uh, You go right ahead. I find this very hard to predict. I I think the Supreme Court doesn't want this dispute. Uh, And they haven't declined it, calling it a political question. It is a political question. And unfortunately, we're so terribly divided and so equally terribly divided that I honestly don't know what's going to happen. On the one hand, 
the states are the ones that have or are supposed to have a Republican form of government, and what that means has never been absolutely clear. I think one man, one vote is one of the things that undermines the the notion that the courts can't get involved in whether someone is on the ballot. On the other hand, you know, it's typically up to the states to decide eligibility requirements. If I absolutely had to guess, I don't want to, but if I had to guess, I would say that Trump will be be allowed to be on the ballot in all the states. I don't think that's that the Supreme Court is willing to step up to the idea that a partisan government in one state can arbitrarily, and they would think it's arbitrary, keep somebody off the ballot who's of a party different from the one they control. I mean, somebody could just as easily, they would argue, say, let's keep Biden off the ballot because, you know, we're a Republican state. We've got all these Republican office holders. And don't you know, the Texas legislature would probably love to find a way to keep him out. But this goes way back to some notions uh, about primaries and what's allowed and what's not. Texas for years had essentially segregated primaries where the Democrats could essentially exclude people from voting. So I I think the Supreme Court is going to have to wade into this, and I think that the Supreme Court is going to say Trump cannot be barred from the ballot by the whim or will of a legislature or a secretary of state of a given individual state. So for me, I think, uh, you know, when I look at it, um, I think you're absolutely right with your initial statement that this is a political question and they don't want to deal with political questions. And if they don't deal with political questions, it would automatically get deferred back to the states. Is that correct? Right, but I believe they're going to have to decide this. They've agreed to take it up. I think they will decide it before the uh, even the primaries in most states and certainly before the November election. And I think Trump will be, uh, if it's Trump, he cannot be excluded from the ballot by somebody in a given individual state deciding that he's an insurrectionist. That is interesting. That is interesting. It, it, we're going to have some interesting unboxing of this decision comes because not only, you know, they normally, as you all know, as we've talked about, they usually re- release these decisions to, uh, late spring, early summer. Um, there won't be none of that this, uh, this, uh, this time. That's right. This is not going to proceed in what somebody might call regular order in a slow, deliberative fashion, it's going to proceed fairly quickly. And it'll be fascinating to see how they handle the two different cases. I don't think they will distinguish between them. I think in both cases, Trump will be allowed to be on the ballot. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. And, of course, there's, I think, what, 12, 13 other states that have yet to make a decision on this. And so if the Supreme Court makes that decision... Uh, would it blanket for all the states? Man, that seems so unlike this, this Supreme Court, though, to be perfectly honest with you. A lot of the way they adjudicate is like, mm, we're in the wrong place to settle this. That's what we hear. Right? It's like it's an ideological conservative. They even say that it's 
which you and I both know, there's a lot of decisions Trump hasn't liked from this court. I just look at them as, as a court very interested in each branch and each level of government doing its job. Right. Well, we'll know in a few months. Yeah, interesting. And I tell you, as, as you, you have said many times on the show, we do live in interesting times. <laughs> Final thoughts as we wrap it up and give your website one more time. Well, it's uh, mbssmartlaw.com, mbssmartlaw.com. But my my final comment is I am the furthest thing from a Trump supporter. I, I believe that the Republicans are committing suicide if they nominate him, um, and I think he's a thoroughly – unfit individual, but uh, my view is that the Supreme Court will leave that up to the voters and and not make a decision to kick him, to uphold kicking him off the ballot in any state. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, I, and I, I uh, hope you're wrong, <laughs> because I do believe that people who are not qualified to run should not be allowed to run, and he's not qualified based on the 14th Amendment. I buy, I buy that narrative entirely. Uh, but then again, um, I try to be objective. I don't have much objectivity about uh, President Trump. So, uh, But I think, you know, what you say, there's a huge sentiment that agrees with what you're saying. It's such unknown territory. It will be interesting to see how this unfolds. Right. Well, thank yeah. you for the time. Thank it's you, Lee Kaplan. Always love having out. you on the show. We'll look forward to talking to you again soon. This is the Price of Business Show.